0: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We're not going to get any farther than verse 1. I'm not even going to be able to deal with all of verse 1. I am reading from The New International Version. And it reads as such in our hearing. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, in view of God's mercy, (laughs) to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual act of worship amen amen somebody say worship amen amen Amen. Father, even now, Lord, just continue to saturate us under a heavy anointing, that the word may do its work in us. Lord all you. Even now. Hmm. Lord even now. Lord even now. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. If I was marooned on a desert island or on an island where there's nobody there, and I was given a choice of what book of the Bible, I only had one choice to, to, to choose from, the book that I would ask for would be the book of Romans. The reason why it would be the Book of Romans is because the Book of Romans is the crown jewel of all that Paul wrote. The, 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 the height of it, the depths of it, the, the, the deepness of it is beyond comprehension. Paul, 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 Paul writes it in, in a way where he declares the 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 plan of God's great salvation and no other epistle even come close to to dig in the depths of what God has done for us. All right. All right. All right. It's Paul's masterpiece. It's his it's his it's his mega opius which is leaks which is Latin for it's his crown jewel masterpiece. It is like the Mona Lisa for 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 Leonardo da Vinci, though he painted other pictures. The one painting we know is the Mona Lisa. It is it is it is it is it is, it is the statue of David uh, that that Michelangelo sculpture. Though he done other great works, when you see. That statue, you automatically contribute to, 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 to Michelangelo. When you come to Romans, you see the genius of Paul. You see the depth of the revelation that he has. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, even the best of scholars Are intimidated when it comes to teaching Romans because the truth of the matter is the best of us is still scratching the surface of the deepness of these truths it took me years before I tackled Romans in a Bible study and even afterwards I felt like I did it no justice why because Paul takes us to the highest heights and to the lowest lows in explaining to us God's awesome, God-incomparable plan of salvation. In the first 12 chapters, in the first 11 chapters, Paul explains the fall of man, the, the sinfulness of man. But wait a minute, God had a plan. He explains the death of God's love and how God, in spite of us, made a plan to save us. He explained that even at our worst, God was at his best. And even while we was yet in our sins, Christ died for us. Hey, 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 did you know that your salvation wasn't won when you came down the aisle, but before God created the heavens and earth, he picked you out? Oh, y'all don't hear me. Did you know it wasn't you that chose God, but God chose you, and you followed through on God choosing you? Did you know that all of us are wretch undone, that we have fallen short of His glory? But God, but God, in His great mercy, looked past our fault and thought. Romans help us to understand how great, how merciful, how loving our God, you know what? I can listen to how people talk about Jesus and tell you if they understand how deep God is. You see, you see, what what once you know there was nothing but God's mercy and grace that saved you? You can't say the name of Jesus without some tears welling up. See, if all you know about Jesus is that he's the man upstairs, you need to go back and learn some more. Because he's, he's greater than that. He's more awesome than that. He's Paul scales the height and the depth of God's marvelous plan for 11 chapters. And then he comes down to chapter 12, and he says, therefore, he is bridging uh-huh. Uh-huh. what God has done uh-huh. and beginning to step into what we ought to do. Oh, yes. Y'all didn't hear me. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. You see how, how how can i explain this see if somebody's loving on you then you are obligated to love on them back uh, I, I didn't hear me hold, 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 hold. Hold, hold. i mean i mean i mean if your husband and wife is loving on you and you don't respond to what there's a monkey on that line so And there's not a give and take and reciprocal a, 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 a one that feeds into each other and it's just one one, sooner or later everything's going to die. If that's true in a relationship, then once we understand how much Christ loves us, serving him is not a duty. Serving him is a joy. In to church isn't a burden. My fact it's a privilege to come in the house of God and give him praise. When you know how good he's been, when you recognize that mercy kept you and great. I know what some of our problems is. God has laid out a a nine course meal for us and instead of feasting, some of us has dipped our tongue in grace and said, we full. Did you hear what I said? You didn't even take a fork full. You licked it and thought it was enough. But once you taste and see, that his grace is good. I mean, once you have sat down, uh-huh. tasted everything, you get the can't help it because you recognize he's been good to me. Yeah. Therefore, says, because you have scaled in view of what I have just been writing you, the reason, the after effect should be after you have experienced and now that you have a better understanding of God's salvation and redemption, now that you recognize that God not only put it into your account, but he imparted into you his righteousness now that you understand that Christ paid it all on Calvary now that you understand that you was wretched undone but God in his marvelous mercy looked past your faults and saw your needs now that you understand that why you was yet sinners Christ died for you now that you understand not only did he saved you, but he justified you, he's on his way to glorify you and he separated you by the Holy Ghost. Now that you understand not only did he save you from your past, but he saved you from the present and he saved you from the future. now that you understand that when he looks at you, he looks at you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now that you understand, he buried you in Christ and raised you up new. Now that you yes, sir. listen. Yes, sir. Some of our problems we don't understand. <laughs> to the degree that we understand. It's to the degree yes, it therefore affects us. Yes, to the degree yes, that you ex- allow yourself to experience the love of God yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. is to the degree that you give yourself to him. Yes, it's a reciprocal effect. The more you know the more you affect it. The more you have tasted, the more you're hungry. See, the reason why some of us is going through what we're going through because God wants you to taste more. He's trying to get us to the place that he has taken the taste of everything else out of our mouth. And the only thing, the one thing we desire is Him. And when you got Jesus and He makes everything okay, no matter what you're going through, you can give God the praise anyhow. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, yeah. the cause effect, after you know, after you have tasted, after you have experienced Him. There ought to be something. There ought to be a response. You can't stay where you are at. It makes you, it motivates you. You get the can't help it. It's the best thing that ever happened to you, and you can't help your. Is there anybody in the house got the can't help it today? Listen to Paul. I urge you. I plead with you. I appeal to you. I beg you. Why is Paul so emphatic about the next move? Why is he so emphatic about the Christian beginning to move out of just receiving into responding. Y'all didn't hear that, did y'all? Why is he urging us to now get off of our seats of doing nothing into being something and moving forward, pressing forward in this thing? Paul knows that our old self don't want to change. And even though we are saved, some of us, unless we are encouraged by persecution, will stay babies all our lives. But wait a minute. There's more to experience of the goodness of God. And Paul wants us to become all that God has called us to be. Don't miss your blessings because you're afraid of moving forward. Let's, let's, let's go on. Listen, he, 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 sa- he says, he says, he says listen, listen to this. Depending on what text you have, the King James says, by mercies. The NIV says, in this view of his mercies. Let me explain. There's a difference in the way those are stated. There's a difference in the way, If it is by his mercies, what that is saying is that the only way we can move forward is that it's his, his mercy, that we don't have the strength of our own to even move forward, which means then that God is not asking us to grow by our own self, but he is working in the midst of us to make us do what we ought to do. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. He says, He who has begun a good thing. What God has planted a seed if you're saved. Don't fool me now. If you're born again. If you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a seed. Of righteousness in you and in I hold on what do you do with a seed plant it after you plant that seed what you do you water it after you water it and nurture and take care of it you begin to expect what it to grow if we started a Apple orchard, and we planted some apple seeds. I may not expect to have apples next year, but I sure expect that they see something coming up out the ground. Amen. May not be much, but, but I'm looking after a year of waiting. I'm looking for something to come. Now, now if it's been three years, and I still don't see nothing, there's a monkey on that line. Hold on, after three years, I don't expect apples, but I expect at least a twigling. And if I'm doing my part with the twigling, I expect those twiglings to grow into a tree. It may be five years before I can expect apples, but I I see something growing Somehow, see, you may not be bearing fruit, but there ought to be something in your life that shows evidence that you're a child of God. Uh, You may not be able to do what other folks do, but there ought to be some change, some transformation. If the Spirit of God is in you, I declare. God has separated us so this process may happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He says he said he said yes, yes, I started it. Yes, Lord. Yes. And I'm going to continue it till Christ yes. Jesus come. Yes, if you go on down to Philippians chapter 11 and 12 what it says is he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling what well, work out what is already in you I put it there but you gotta allow me to work it out don't get in my way I'm up to something allow me to bring out of you what I put in you because I put it in you and I know what I put in you so quit 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 quit, quit. Grieving the Holy Spirit You can't tell me That God don't wake you Up in the middle of the night Sometime You can't tell me That you can get away with everything You used to get away with Without feeling bad You can't tell me That if you've been born again You can cuss like you used to cuss Go to bed and feel the same That that, that God will God will convict. Spit. Yes, are, are, aren't you glad yes, that God won't let you get away with what you used to get? Because some of us would cuss, some of us still cuss. But yes, that's another story, that's another sermon. Listen, I urge you, brethren, I urge you, sisters, there are some messages in the Bible that are not for unbelievers. He is speaking to you and I who are in Christ Jesus. Every message is not a salvation message. Some messages are for those who are already saved. And he's trying to urge us to grow. Here, he is talking to family. There's intimacy here. There's one-on-oneness here. He is urging us in the midst of our trials and situation that you know you've been washed by the blood. You know that Christ died for you. So why would you allow anybody else to hinder you from becoming what God has called you to be? Then nobody else died for you but Jesus. So, so so why in the church do we get mad at one another and then we quit growing, quit doing. Quit coming Because somebody got on your nerves As long as you live Somebody gonna get on your nerves But when you understand That this thing ultimately Is a personal thing Between you and Jesus You can look over folks You can look past folks Because there's folks that gotta look past you know what I'm discovering can't nobody can't nobody make me do nothing the devil didn't make you do it your wife didn't make you do it your husband didn't make you do it your your bad kids didn't make you do it they set up the situation they created a atmosphere but you still had a choice Brother, you gonna do right or wrong? Don't get me wrong. I know folks will make you wanna slap them, backhand them, punch their dentures out. As one deacon said. But when we do it, it's because we allow them to take control. You don't have to get on the roller coaster. If you wanna act crazy, act crazy by yourself. You can get on, I ain't getting on. Right as long as you want to. If you want to stay up there all night long, have your way. I'll be here when you get off. And if you want to go back on, be my guest. But God's been too good to me to allow just anybody to make me go there. I mean, listen, listen, it's by mercies that allow us, because he says, he says, he says, he said, work out your own salvation for it is God that is in you within you that gives you the will and the ability to do. Wait a minute so God is even giving me the will to do and the power to do which means all I have to do is, is submit myself to him and God got it already worked out. You know what? This is, this, this is a hard concept but it's a true concept. He says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Let me explain something. Uh, Charles Stanley says this, when you submit yourself to God, then that outcome is God's responsibility. Yes, sir. Did y'all, y'all hear yes, sir. When, when, when you are where God wants you to be, you are no longer responsible for the outcome. Amen. Good, bad, indifference. Since you have put it in God's hands, to feel guilty about it, you have to feel bad about it. There's no condemnation about it. And if folks want to act crazy because you trust in God, let them. And as long as you're in God's hands, you know you're in God's hands. You know, God's mercy ought to be familiar to all of us. Because when we was out there all acting crazy, and, you know, and we say, oh, I should have been there sleeping my grave. You don't know how true that is. You really don't. That's a true statement, but we really don't know because, to be honest with you, the moment we told the first lie, God had the legal right to strike us dead, and the reason he didn't is because mercy. I mean, let's be honest. We all haven't been saved all of our life. None of us have been saved all our lives. We were some hellions. And if it had not been for God's mercy, if God wouldn't have killed us, somebody else would have killed us, but God mercy kept us until we stepped over into grace. See, see grace is, is when you walk in the door. Mercy brought you to the door. And then grace and mercy walked you once you in the door because if grace don't got you, mercy does. Listen to what he says. Even when we are still not right with God, mercy got us covered so that we may continue to walk and discover the deep things of God. The righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. Listen, grace Gives us the favor of God. That the blessing of God is ours. But mercy keeps you when God ought to kill you. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Did you recognize that in the Jewish community that every time they sin, an animal had to die? Once a year. Once a year the whole community got together and the high, high priest went into the Holy of holy to make a sacrifice. And he was, had blood on his right ear, blood on his right thumb, blood on his big toe because, and they had a rope around his foot. <laughs> that if he would have messed up, he would have fell dead and nobody could go into God's presence to get him. So by the rope, they would drag his dead body out. And even him himself had to be covered by blood because he was sinful himself. Oh, yes, yes, right. They constantly, 24-7, smelt the, the burning of flesh and saw the spilling of blood to remind them that sin equals death. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes sir. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, their spirit died within them And they became separated from God, spiritual death. God really had the legal right to kill them physically. But his mercy said, hold on, God. You love them. Holiness demanded that a sacrifice be made. But mercy said, hold on. Because I got a plan in place. See, God in the Old Testament, was waiting towards the cross. For us, he's looking back at the cross. And the cross is God's purpose, perfect representation of the love that he has for you and I. So the church should never forget about the cross. Because it is at the cross where we first saw the light. Notice that Christ had to die. Because he filled up the law for us, which means that that he did what we could not do. So that when you are in Christ Jesus, God sees you as though you have lived the law perfectly, which is his righteousness. But we didn't do it. Christ did it for us. But instead of looking at you, he looks at you through Christ. And when Christ was on the cross, he took our sins poured it on Christ took the righteousness of Christ and poured it on us from, po- from a positional standpoint therefore we stand as though we have never sinned in the sight of God You cuss this morning. You lied this morning. You stand in front of God as though you have never sinned if you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Paul said, when you understand this, you ought to be grateful and thankful. When you understand this, you ought to want to sin less and not more. He says, therefore, present yourself. A what does that mean? That means that you and I got to get to the place that we have the attitude that, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I give you. this. To the place that God is trying to put us in a place that you begin to recognize you need God. Let me, let me just be real honest with you. For most of us if not all of us we got to go through something before we recognize we need God. See, because if we're up on the mountain all the time, some of us will actually have the audacity to think that we put ourselves there. You see, because some of us is not thankful for what we do have, so therefore God can't give us too much because our heads would get too big. Exodus 33. Moses is leading somewhere, scholars believe, between 2.5 million people to up to 4 million people. The coming have come out of the promised land. God has shown himself to be a terrible God, an awesome God. Not only is Egypt the nation he defeated talking about them, but the place where they're going to is talking about Here Moses is on top of the mountain talking to God as a friend talks to a friend. Wait a minute. He's scared, y'all. He's petrified, y'all. God has painted him into a corner because he knows what is before him, he knows what is behind him, and he looks at himself and says, I don't have within myself what it takes to move forward. When we have a true estimate of ourselves, the truth of the matter is We don't know about tomorrow. The truth of the matter is if God don't keep us today, there's nothing that we can do to help ourselves. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I mean, mean, in, in reality, we are weak. It's God's mercy that is keeping us. God is good to us right now. We will lose our mind if God don't keep his hands on my head, on my heart. I mean, we would just go crazy, if it's not for the mercy of God, we can't take much. Matter of fact, the truth of the matter is, some of us should be locked up now. But the reason why we're not is that God said, no, 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 I got purpose for him. I got purpose for her. You ain't losing your mind today. We're not that strong. But God. But God. See, right now, we're living in our but God experience. Because if it had not been for God or not, Moses recognized that God's capping. But let me did you know that the grace the mercy that we're living in today yes, is not enough to keep us tomorrow yes, manna only lasted for a day uh, okay. yes, sir. and those that tried to collect For tomorrow They put it in their jar Sealed it tight And when they went back There was magnets in the jar And what God It was saying to them The grace I give you today Is grace For today You gotta go back To your resource Get more grace For tomorrow But the same God that keeps you today is that same God that will keep you tomorrow. No matter what the world throws at you, there's more grace, but you got to go to your God. Let me, Let me finish this up. 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 Listen to Moses. Let's learn from him. He says in that text, Exodus 33, somewhere around verse 12, 14, he says this. Lord, if I don't know who you're sitting with me. In other words, he said, Lord, I'm all by myself. Let me just be real honest with you. Thank God if you got people to stand with you. Thank God if you got people that love you unconditionally. Thank God if there's people. But let me, God will put you in some places that even the people that love you can't walk with you. They may want to, they just can't. They're not supposed to. There's some places where God has to be your crutch. God got to be your help. God has to be your peace. God has to be your joy. God got to be your keeper. God has to be your comfort. God has to be your confidant. God has to be your lover. God has to be your bread. God has to be your sleep. God has to be your everything. 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 You don't know what kept means until God kept you. You don't know what help is till God helps you. You don't know what a friend is till God is your friend. You don't know what peace is till God blows in your life peace. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know what joy is till you don't have happiness, but you got joy. Look at the task that is ahead of them. And he says, Lord, if you don't go with me, if you don't go with me, then don't send us. In other words, what he said, Lord, I'm not asking for, for everything else. I'm asking for you. If I don't have you, I'm not gonna make it. If I don't have you, it's good to have everything else. But Lord, ultimately, I realize that unless I have you, I will lose my... I thank you for everything else. But when the rubber meets the rope, the one thing I know I need, the one thing I got to have, the one thing you better have, the one thing that will keep you when you fall, the one thing that will make everything all right, his name, his name, his name, his name, His name, his name is Jesus. When you don't have nothing else, but you got Jesus. Oh. 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 Taste. And see that the Lord is good not just sometimes but you. to the degree you. You, you give yourself to him is to the degree he give himself to you To the degree we give ourselves to him mm-hmm. will be to the degree we will experience him. To the degree we humble ourselves to him will be to the degree He holds you through your storm. To the degree you say, Yes, Lord. Well, to the degree He will manifest Himself in your life. What you will discover that our God is big enough to handle all your problems. What you would discover that nobody can do you like Jesus. What you would discover his grace is sufficient in the time Of need what you would discover he's better than a strong drink what you would discover he makes you higher than your best high what you would discover he'll love you better than your best lover because he will love your spirit and nobody Can do you like God. I mean nobody. Absolutely nobody. I mean. Do I have a witness in the house? Do I have a witness in the house? Moses. I won't go. Unless you send me. But where you send me. I will go. Lord, my eyes is on you. In the midst of this difficult, my eyes is on you. That unless you keep me, I won't be kept. But Lord, today, I trust you. Today, I'm going to lean on you And I'm going to allow you to be responsible for the outcome. Because I'm making you responsible for me. Is there anybody in the house that needs that today? Making yourself a living sacrifice is that. Lord, take my path. Lord, take all my hurts. Lord, take all my issues. Lord, take me. Church, it's not that God is holding aloof. He's waiting on us. And he got more for us than what we can imagine. But he's waiting on us to trust him. Wait a minute. And then we're through Don't tell folks how much you love him. Tell God how much you love him. See, if I impress you, that don't go very far. But when you impress God, you don't have to open up your mouth. Folks will see the radiance of his glory on you. And they would know that God is up to something in your life. That's where this journey's taking us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. To step in a little bit closer, step by step. Where in our hearts, we begin to wrestle with our doubts. Wrestle with our hurts wrestle with even our anger with God Uh and say Lord help me me. to trust you with what I don't understand you are God and I trust you even when I don't understand but I know you're good today you're good and I trust you. As Jesus gave himself on the cross, the, as he was sacrificed, we give ourselves back to him. He proved it to us today. He's calling somebody into a deeper walk. He's calling you from where you're at to where you need to be. Some of us been playing with God. Uh, Let me just say this. If you play with God, God will play with you. But when you get for real with God, he will get real with you. If you give him a thimble full, he'll give you a thimble full. But when you give him the whole thing, Yes, Lord. Today, yes, Lord. He says, "Come and offer yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and He will no wise cast you out." Yes, Lord. Somebody here today, you need to make a decision that you're gonna follow Jesus. Somebody else today, you are you used to run with Jesus, you off track, and you missing your blessings. Somebody here today, the church made you mad and you fell, but God is calling you back. Wherever we are, God is saying, take that step and see if I won't meet you where you're at and begin to take you where you need to be. Man, what a great God we have. Man, what a great plan of salvation. Man, our God is awesome. And it's all in Christ Jesus. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? Yes.